0: Hi, my name's Rob Scott from UC today bringing you the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration industry. So today we're going to be talking about anywhere work as a channel partner opportunity. So, uh just like to welcome everyone. So, hi everyone, how's things?
1: Good. Super, good. Cheers, Rob.
0: Good to see you all and uh before we get, you know, stuck into the conversation, how about we just do a quick round of introductions and Keith is our Sponsor, would you like to go first?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good to be here. Um, so Keith Bartlett, I'm uh, working the UCC division at LogMeIn, and I run the, the channel business across the EMEA region. Great, welcome. And, and Will?
2: Yeah, so I'm uh, Will Wood. I'm a Director of Pre-Sales at Datasharp Integrated Comms. We provide, uh, we're a vendor agnostic solution provider in the, uh, in the comms space. Great, thanks, Will and Jared.
3: How's it going Yeah. I'm Jared Hewitt. I am CTO in Avatar, we're audiovisual IT distributors in Dublin, Ireland, serving Ireland.
0: Great. So, what a very warm welcome, and uh, you know, today's an interesting conversation because I'm equally interested to hear from you what that channel partner opportunity is with Anywhere Work. Um, so, Keith, um, really, just to you know, set the scene. How's COVID nineteen impacted the channel this year, from your perspective? You know, talk us through the highs and lows. Well,
1: that's a big, uh, big question to start off with. Um, so, I guess, I guess, looking back, I mean, I've been here uh, just over a year now. Um, started at the business when things were relatively normal, and then as we transitioned into twenty twenty. And the situation with COVID started to impact. I, I would say the channel, like most parts of the of of the world, really got caught out with how quick things impacted them, um, how fast things happened. And I, and I, you know, looking back now, there are some channel partners that maybe could have could have um, transitioned quicker with regards to that new way of working um the the impact that COVID had on their customers uh, and on their on their partners from the Knights of Avatar. So, you know, believe it or not, even in the IT world, people were people were put on furlough, um, portfolios were seen as very office centric, and with all those types of things being impacted, uh those those resellers suffered a little bit. But in saying that, um, there are lots of resellers out there, lots of channel partners out there who are very quick um, to change and adapt, and those guys have been super successful over the last several months, um, and that's impacted our our revenues accordingly. I mean, we've had we've had record um, record revenues, so it's been a it's been a good time, tough time, um, but a very busy time. And I would say that's across the whole of the channel community. What's your thoughts, Will?
2: So I would say that from a a comms supplier perspective, uh, there's a lot of people out there who maybe are still selling legacy products and they're the ones that are suffering the most uh, and are likely to lose their base quite quickly. Um, uh, We're kind of lucky because we're a product agnostic, multi-vendor, so we can match solutions to the respective requirements. Um, but it's safe to say that um, you know customers are looking to try and sweat existing assets. Therefore, uh, you know people that can offer a migration path from where they are today to where they want to get to. Given all the changes that have happened, with suddenly everyone being sent home and having to adapt, uh, those that can do that are, are are trying to. And there's a lot of vendors out there trying to virtualize and and stick stuff up in in, in the cloud. Uh, which is, you know, one path, uh, or or the others that are adapting to change uh, that maybe didn't have a strong cloud offering before are suddenly embracing that, Uh, and that, I would say, is probably how COVID-19 has affected the channel the most, is is just in that shift of um, maybe dragging people who are left in the old-school world into the modern day. Um, And also, I would say, you know, the vendors themselves you know if vendors don't have a strong cloud offering and they're not attractive to to the partners then they're going to struggle to uh to, to keep that that business going and there's a big race to develop the platforms as fast as they possibly can as we've seen across all the different tiers of our industry whether that's voice or video or security or what have you mm-hmm. um jared would you uh would you agree
3: yeah yeah so our, our channels like we're an AV and it distributor so we have a lot of AV companies that we were working with and a lot of managed IT providers. Our AV guys, kind of, the event guys just got decimated. Their their businesses evaporated overnight. And um, some of them have just adapted on that and they've turned themselves into virtual event providers. Um, but they had no experience selling cloud services. So that's where working with LogMe and GoTo has helped them provide that. And um, our normal AV guys, our integrators, again, installations frozen for a while, but it's starting to come back. But they, really saw the cloud service as something that the end user would buy direct and saw no value in providing a service when, but by introducing them to the, the LogMeIn range, we can show them a decent margin solution that turns an existing customer that they might have sold a couple of webcams to into a lifetime partner for decent uh, decent opportunities. Then on the IT side, so our IT managed service providers, um they were kind of just using the free tools that they were given. So they might have been an Office 365 partner and using the free video tools there, which was good day one to get everyone up and running when everyone didn't know what to do. But as it went on, they realized it wasn't meeting the needs and they needed a, a dedicated solution from a company with the experience such so as in. And that's grown. That's been our biggest growth area. Um, so like, there's been a few companies, unfortunately, have fallen by the wayside. They may not come back, but anyone who has adapted and taken on these new products kind of has a... They might have record years, which is an embarrassing problem to have in, in the, the day and age. But it's it's we, that's what we want. We all want to be standing strong next year. Some will do it, but some some we've lost.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, anywhere work, remote working, home working, whatever you want to call it, is yeah. a huge opportunity right now, isn't it? And and going into 2021, 20, you know that opportunity is not going to go away. So I'm interested to hear. Um, maybe Keith, you can take this one first. You know. If, what you're seeing uh, in terms of end customer behavior. You know, I, I know everyone raced out and joined, you know, joined a cloud service, cloud communications or cloud video conferencing service. But, you know, are they, was that a sticky plaster? Are they now looking at longer term solutions? You know, what's the, what's happening out there right now?
1: Yeah, again, that's a good point. Um, you know, lots of the channel community went out if they weren't or didn't have this Particular product set in their portfolio, they got it very quickly. Um, whether it's you know go to meeting or WebEx or Zoom or Teams, um, you know they, they they developed a strategy to to sell that type of technology really quickly as the impact of COVID was first felt. Um, but what I would say is today, lots of the the resellers that I talk to. Um, they're having conversations with their customers about that long-term approach, as you say, um, and what that means in terms of going back to the office. Do they need offices? Um, do they repurpose their office space? And subsequently, that then impacts how those uh, how those companies are developing and growing. So I'll give you an example. Um, You know, we we ourselves are a relatively young organization. We've got a a young um, demographic of employer. So you imagine having to coach and train those people. So you have a middle management layer. But if we were a a company that had bought into Zoom, um, how would you expect our middle managers to coach, mentor, train those youngsters straight out of university, on their second jobs. Um, Using that type of technology, you can't do that. So you need a more sort of robust, integrated UCAS service where you can do things like silent coaching, um, silent whispering, helping helping those those guys develop their careers. which is very, very important. You know, it's a, it's a, it was a big miss. I think as the initial uh, impact was felt and the initial solutions, those sticking glasses, were put in place. Now people are starting to think more long term and how the solutions that they offer their customers are going to help those customers develop um, going forward.
0: Yeah, okay. it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I was thinking about this recently around the the choices that companies made when the, the pandemic hit, they didn't all run out and you know sign up to a cloud communications platform if they had an on-premise solution. They actually, you know, most of them went for video conferencing style solutions, which was really interesting to see. So, sorry, yeah.
1: so, no, I, would, I would just say on that, that, that's, that was predominantly, I guess, all about customer, right? Just, just making sure you can communicate with customers and yourself, not thinking, about the,
2: the whole picture, like you say. Sorry, the thing I was gonna I was just thinking there is that the the whole <clears throat> sticky plaster analogy I think is 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 really relevant because a lot of a lot of customers and I think a lot of customers were hoping it was gonna be a sticky plaster because no one knew how long it was going to last. It might have been a quick turnaround and rates went down and uh, in terms of, you know, COVID and then people come out the other side and straight back to uh, normal life. But that really hasn't happened and still nobody knows how long it's going to last. So uh, we saw it kind of as three key stages. The first one was cope, right? You had to, you had to send everyone home and they had to deal with the change. And uh, IT departments were told to put something in place. And so overnight, suddenly, all of this new technology came around and people were extremely accepting of it because they had to. Uh, and it was almost like a you know a, a, an IT department's um, worst nightmare and ideal situation because suddenly everyone, no, you know, there was no judgment of whether or not it worked well or not. It just had to provide a service. But then you quickly went from that first phase of coping with it to the second phase of trying to improve it over the coming few months which I think we're we're kind of past now um, where, you know, for the most part where people have moved on to the next phase, which is to evolve beyond that and say, this is a much longer term situation. We can't have this sticky plaster. Or if we did put a sticky plaster on, we need to put something a lot better in place. So let's get more strategic. Let's think about what happens next. Um, And I think it's safe to say there were some businesses out there that were, they were extremely well positioned to cope when COVID-19 hit, they were already there, they were already doing it or set up for it. Uh, some others really weren't, um, and, and, and and the variety in between. But yeah, I, I would definitely suggest that the sticky plaster piece is uh, is is a memory now. <laughs> I think, you know, people are having to take us very, very seriously and think about the future.
0: Great, Jared, do you want to jump in on that?
3: Yeah, no. Don't, it's a- to reiterate that, yeah, we saw like the first phase was just use what you have or use what you can get quick. A lot of shadow IT. I think WhatsApp saved everyone. Um, people went out signed up for free tools that kind of thought they did the job, maybe more suited to B2C. And then I think when the bills started coming in and we're we're, we're, we're a little bit behind because we, we still, we're about to go into lockdown too, possibly here in Dublin. Um, when people saw the bills, they might be paying for three or four services that all did the same thing and um, big one of be old legacy phone systems that they'll probably never need again and now they're at the stage now they're trying to maybe get down to one maybe two providers of a system and put like if they leverage the the benefit of having a, a single provider that can provide provide um the bulk of it um the opportunity there for our reseller network is that there we've got uh, people we have companies that never did phone systems and they're, asked, they're being asked for phone systems now because people see video as being the phone system but with the likes of the go to connect it is a full-on cloud pbx and our guys like our reseller basically no, they were saying no to it at the start they go no we don't do phone systems and we're like guys you do you have access to this product here's what it looks like this is how easy it's to set up because people are used to adding new users like in the gmail like systems um but they thought phone system was a black art it's not now it's all in the cloud now it's simple if you have a billion-dollar company behind you, it's going to work. You have multiple data centers, and we are now saying to people, get all your bills together, put, have a look at them, find out what the total spend is, get that down to two providers, and our channel can take a decent chunk of that and and keep the customer happy with a, with a proper solution. Um, so stage three for us is probably a bit away, but we can't see stage two going for a while. It's still people working the way we are, working from home, maybe fewer people back in office or back in the office for purpose for maybe a purpose meeting that you have to be face to face and in the flesh but the majority of stuff is going to be like this people working remotely collaborating remotely but using decent systems that aren't going to let them down and not wasting money on 10 services that you might not need to
0: yeah absolutely i mean it's i mean i know we all want to see the end of this pandemic but you're absolutely right we do not know when that's going to happen so therefore opportunity Without sounding opportunistic, there is often lots of opportunity for the channel partner right now because I, I imagine right. there's with that uncertainty, there's a lot of organisations looking to make decisions. So, just taking it onto the decision making kind of piece, uh, Will, uh, I was keen to kind of ask you and you know everyone else chime in on this. But in terms of what advice are you giving your customers, your, the end customer, uh, you know, in terms of what mindset, what, you know, how should they approach? uh you know looking at these services now in this stage
2: uh so i would say in terms of advice uh you know we're saying try not to confuse the users because they're dealing with an enormous amount of change anyway you know the the, the less things they can have to suddenly take on the better um i would say you know from a business perspective though it's safe to say that there are some enormous rewards out there for businesses who can master this new this new way of working that that can can adapt to the anywhere working piece obviously um, uh, premises costs right uh, is one big area that people can save on um, allowing for a greater geographical spread of staff because if they're working from home they don't have to be immediately around the office that has a big benefit in itself and that you know allowing remote working home working can improve things like staff retention so um yeah i think you know our our major piece of advice is is just to think about the staff think about what's being deployed and think about the the culture that comes with that um and the cultural impact that that has um on the sort of you know the work-life balance improvements hopefully because actually bearing in mind, it's not necessarily the same for everybody. You've got some people, you know, execs have got lovely homes with big gardens in their own office and they're enjoying having this nice space. Whereas you've got the youth contingent who might still be living with mum and dad sat cross legged on the bed with a laptop, really not enjoying the fact that they're cooped up. Uh, and, th- you know, that is a big behavioral and cultural challenge that, that companies have to deal with. Um, so, yeah, I would say yeah you know have the right tools you know try not to confuse the the users uh and keep it simple really
0: yeah so it's great advice Uh, anyone else on that one or it's
3: my my one uh, would be just lead by example like um i i've sold video conferencing 10 15 years and the amount of big name video conferencing companies that would have a phone meeting with you or want to come see you in person was insane whereas i'm a big believer if you're send the product, use the product, show them that you're using it day to day. So our customers are resellers. So we do go to calls with all our resellers, and it doesn't have to be an hour call. That's another thing. People book our meetings. It could be a fifteen minute video call just to check in. Um, with COVID, the big issue was just anyone I spoke to, like you might not even be selling to them, you're just chatting to them, having a conversation, and um, showing them that technology works. But people would talk for 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 hours. Well, hours if you let them. But um. Use the systems. So I, I a lot of our new resellers came by. What's the system you're using? Oh, they were using GoTo. Well, how does it work? Oh, well, it's like X, but it's kind of it's a product we sell. We're a distributor of it. It's good margin. It it works. It's a huge company, and um, and they uh, we are trying to convince them to then pass it on to like we're it's like training the trainer. We train our resellers to then in turn use this to engage with their end users, and um, and it kind of it, it works. If people if you are a champion of something you're selling you should be using it daily and showing your customers you're using it yeah
0: well that leads me nicely to my final question but you know so how jared maybe you could take this one first how has you know log me in and the go to team uh helped your organization
3: yes yeah, so co- coming back to the, the initial the phone systems so the phone system inquiries our resellers are getting that we're leaving money on the table or passing to a, another partner and um, Log me in, like we said, I've had the problem with some of our guys, they they say they don't have time to, to learn how to sell a new product. Whereas with Log Me In and their sales team, because they're fully channel driven, um, I'm saying to guys just get the opportunity on the table, have a call with your either ourselves or your log me in um, account manager, and let them talk to your customer. And I've had a couple of experiences where an inquiry's come in from the web, it's a two minute call from the reseller, kicked over to log me in, who drove the sale, closed it. And they're making 5, six, 7 k commission in a, in a year, and um, so I've never seen another vendor do that. And um, I'm i in the business for 15 years.
0: Uh, and Will, uh, from your perspective, how how's LogMeIn helped you? Uh,
2: we came to uh, LogMeIn to, to fill a specific uh, hole in our in our portfolio. To be honest with you, because it became evident that um, suddenly businesses that were used to holding events couldn't do that anymore and so they needed an event platform and so uh it was specifically to to look at the go to webinar and go to training and go to uh you know from the video uh, side of things uh video and event management and uh, obviously the, you know, that widens out into into other conversations but yeah we just had a really really good experience of uh you know initial engagement and uh, as jared mentioned just from starting a conversation to, to it becoming a reality and a sale, you know, that was, that was really positive. Um, and also from other angles that it, I didn't realize that, um, that logged me in owned things like LastPass. And suddenly there's a door open there for a product that we've used for years and years and years and never really even considered that it was something we could resell, right? So, um, yeah. So from, from our perspective, you know, it, it's, it's nice to engage with some nice people because life's too short. Uh, to have to deal with uh, annoying folk, right? So, and, and yeah, really, really good initial engagement and some nice uh, nice folk along the way.
3: Just also drop in, there's a, I don't know, it's a little known secret, but the, Log me LogMeIn have a, an amazing tender team. So if you have any projects, again, most of our resellers, tenders are a bugbear because the amount of work you have to put into them. Um, there's some big opportunities there in LogMeIn, I think if a team of 10 people that will work a tender with you, for you. Uh, once you once uh, once you recognise the opportunity to them first, and um, and it's it's pretty powerful what they can do, um, and they can take the, all the heavy lifting off. You get your company information, but they'll do the tender response for you, and it's it's something well worth using for some of the big tenders because people are now there's some tenders that weren't announced during COVID, but they've now realised that the bigger companies or the government agencies now have to go to tender for these services. So they st- might have started with what they have, but now they have to formalise it, and LogMeIn can help you win that business. Without you having to type your own resources.
0: Well, it's really great to hear. Um, mm. Keith, you you've, sounds like you, you're offering a, a fabulous service over there. Um, what's the best way to uh, for channel partners to get in touch that are maybe interested in working with you?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we, we obviously have a um, connect with us um, approach through the website. Um, obviously, search me out on LinkedIn, right? Um, search the, the channel team out on LinkedIn. Um, but it's very straightforward to, to connect um, using multiple different methods. Predominantly the website, it's just a standard form as most vendors have. But I, I think it, it's great to hear um, how great we are to partner with. You know, we're, we're not perfect. That sounded like we were perfect. We're, we're not perfect There's things that we need to work on. Um, but what I would say is, when we do engage with a prospective partner and we talk about what we do, we do follow that through, right? It's that's absolutely critical. We don't um, blow smoke and then and then don't deliver. That's uh, that doesn't form long-term strategic relationships, which is what we're about.
0: Yes, indeed. I and mean, you've got quite a comprehensive portfolio over there now, haven't you? Especially within the go-to suite, you know, you've got the cloud PBX, the collaboration piece, everything in there. So. How easy is that to onboard? I mean, does it take long for a channel partner to come on board and, and kind of get up to speed with everything?
1: Well, I guess us, us these guys. I mean, not not really. Um, I think as as Jared said, we've got a sales team, high touch sales team, and a channel team that supports the sales cycle. Um, you know, partners can work with us in different ways. Um, whether, whether they want us to take the lead in a sales cycle. We predominantly don't like that. We like to work with our partners. Um, they own the customer, they own the customer relationship, they own that prospect, um, and we work pretty closely, right? Um, but we, we get we get led by the partner. It's their decision how they want us to work with them.
0: So it's been great to see everyone. I really hope you've enjoyed today's talk.
3: Well, thanks, Rob yeah, good to see
0: you, Rob. Thanks for that. No, it's always appreciated. And and that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please do give us a quick like or a share on social media. It's always appreciated. But I'm Rob Scott. Thanks for watching.